Obviously. On the prompt. I, I would actually... be touching you if you were here, but you're not here, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the prompt. A weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is the 6th of November 2013. Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast. This is episode 21. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm very well, and I am very happy to be joined by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Mr. Hackett. Hello, Mr. Hurley and Mr. Federico Vitici. Why do you say my first name and the last name? It seemed, it just felt right. So, Mike, did you remember remember the 5th of November? <laughs> I sure did. So, <laughs> I recorded like three shows yesterday. Isn't it like a holiday? Um, not really. So, through the podcasts yesterday that I recorded, you could hear all these little pops because there Gun- were many, gunfire. many fireworks um, going off in the background. We had Guy Fawkes Night, which I'll put in Ooh. the show notes for people. <laughs> Is it like the movie? What, what's the name of the, the V for uh, Vendetta? Yeah. G- no, it's like that, right? Did you shave any girls' heads? It's kind of not like that at all, but interesting. If I were gonna, if I were a criminal, this is always a great line of <laughs> line of comment. <laughs> if I were a criminal and I was gonna have, you know, I don't want to mask the sounds of my crime. I would do it on a night where there were fireworks. Okay, it's good to know. I'll, I'll just record that for for future. <laughs> yeah, it's not like people are listening to us, you know. So it's That's true. completely safe. Yeah, it's you, cool. Nobody's going to find out about your dastardly. There's plot. no, there's no law enforcement listening to this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's highly likely. Yeah. So everybody's doing well. Yeah. What did you think of that Apple thing? This one, this wasn't in our our topics. Like Apple publishing that sort of open letter type dealio. Oh yeah. So it should be in the. We'll put a link in. Um, so Apple, it was like a PDF talking about. Um, Gov- you know, government, the government, the American government has to re- go to these companies and they request information. And I did request in air quotes because uh, it's not so much a request as a you have to give this to us type yep. situation. Um, and I didn't really understand a lot of it. I think it's yeah. cool that the companies are talking about it. And I think that it's the whole situation is really uh, ridiculous. But um, I don't, I don't understand enough of it to say anything super intelligent, which is why my link to it was super short yesterday. And then the other thing that happened, again, also not in our topics, but it's reminded me, is Tim Cook wrote that Wall Street Journal op-ed about um, employment non-discrimination. He did. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, it's um, we have a lot of civil liberty laws in the U.S., but. Um, sexual orientation and gender and stuff that not all that's covered the way that a lot of people think it should be. And, um, you know, Apple, Apple's actually led the way on a lot of like social justice type things over their history. Um, and under, um, Timmy C they're you know, they're pushing for this as they, as they should. I think it's a great move. Why do that in the wall street journal though? Why not make it front page apple.com? Apple's I think two reasons. Uh, a Apple is close to the wall street journal. You know, they have leaks, Again, air, I'm just air quoting all over the place. <laughs> I can just uh, feel it. Um, the the company's close to the the Wall Street Journal, and something like that is a favor to the Wall Street Journal after you know yeah. that sort of relationship. Um, and I think that the front page Apple.com really 
that's not the right place for that. Apple.com should be about their products and their company and not necessarily you know, something that could be seen by some as a political statement. You know what they should have done? They should have just put the big rainbow Apple up. I mean, they could have licensed the prompt logo. They could have done. I mean, because we did buy the colors, right? That's oh, We own nothing. the rainbow. You did do that. When well, I asked to, you to file to, that paperwork, you did do to that. Be, to be fair, Mike, Apple bought color for like 40 million. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so really, really, Federico? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I had to. I'm sorry. We'll figure Not out. But I mean, I mean, guys, forty million. Come on. Did they buy them for forty million, or was that just how much think the domain name cost? No, I think they actually bought the company and the team, and they used something of it for the new photos app. Right. Well, if it was forty million, because I believe that was how much the domain cost, which is hilariously awkward, that they bought the entire company for the cost of the domain. I don't think that's <laughs> accurate. What? What part? What you're saying? What the I mean? things that you're saying. <laughs> Color, I don't know. Domain. What is this part of the show? This is like pre-topic. This is pre-follow-up. Uh, oh, pre. Uh, Color, Color was apparently acquired for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh that's no, that's it? that's the domain name. Okay. okay. So that will go in the show notes, and then we can say that Federico was correct. What did we talk about? The the Wall Street Journal thing. What else did we talk about? Oh, I got it. Like, like 10 minutes ago. I'm I'm a real pro. I've got all those links. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm, look at me. I'm in the CMS. Look at me. I know how to work a web browser. The CMS does make it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do follow-up. Follow-up. What have we got? Uh, I work... If you remember last week, take uh, action. I, should, I sort of blacked out in anger. <laughs> halfway through, I, 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 I have a, I don't have a clear memory of our usage of iWork. It's like you know, I, I think that I was drunk. Uh, either I was drunk, or, or what we did. <laughs> I work, I work was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I so, enjoyed uh, last week's episode so much, and I think a lot of people enjoyed listening to it because we got unhinged about t- about taking action. <laughs> On things and uh, it was fun. Well, I, I, di- I did take action on many things this week. You did, yeah. Good. It felt good. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, a article from Tim Jub over on Tumblr, um, and Tim Tim wrote this great piece in response to our episode and brought up some good stuff that um, you know that we missed. So. You know, we were talking about the Eddie Q demo and how, like, the experience that Apple shared on stage is in no way representative of what the three of us experienced using iWork for iCloud. And um, so he points out, like, the icons were a little bit different on the demo, and uh, you you saw, like, multiple cursors, you know, in a, in a more clear way. Um, and so we think it's just a, um, you know, maybe they they demoed a version that's not live yet um, and it's beta so like you know things it's you know changing so pretty interesting um he uh you know he does come to the same conclusion we do of like collaboration must work in the native apps and apple really should like move forward on this even though it's a beta like it's pretty crummy and they should take action they totally should, should take action to fix these problems uh we also had um Kyle Seth Gray on Twitter said, I work for iCloud will show you via the Safari status bar if it's saving or not. 
Um, Too bad you didn't get one of those in Chrome. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't use Chrome except for Google Documents, but um, that's like really subtle and like none of us noticed it and we're all relatively savvy people. So I think maybe it should be more obvious. Um, But we were, you know, I did a good look. It does do it, but it's like, I did not notice it in the several days that we were using it pretty heavily. So it might show it in the Chrome address bar, but I doubt it. But yeah, okay. But I, th- fine. There is one, and I but appreciate Carl pointing it out. But for where they've put it, there might as well not be one. Right. I mean, Google Drive, you get like a big, like a little. You know, it's right at the top of the screen. But uh, the thing is, you... is, I just have I, I've don't, I've never noticed it really. But I just have faith that Google Drive does save things. I didn't need to find a save dialogue like i didn't need to see anything to tell me it was saving in icloud i just wanted to feel confident that it was but that wasn't the case because things i put in it didn't didn't save right and that's that's a real issue yeah i think with icloud overall but especially this is that like if i don't inherently trust it i'm not going to use it especially with like documents you know um People have to have faith that what they do will be safe in those systems. And I think right now, at least, I don't have that faith in iWork on the web. Mm-hmm. Speaking of iWork, Apple... Um, Did apparently, something. <laughs> apparently listened, listened to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it is... We've, we've gotten reports that they streamed the prompt campus-wide. Yep. Um, in Cafe Mac. Yes, um, I think it's so, Cafe Max. Yeah, as I no, said, it, I was I wondered what one of you would correct me. I, I thought I've it would been, be Stephen, actually. Yeah, I've been there several. I feel like I'm yeah. turning a little into Stephen. You know, mm-hmm. yes. I, I kind of feeling feeling his influence. I would like to hear you attempt his accent one day. Nah, Not I, I would like to hear Stephen talking Italian. <laughs> we should just move on from those things. <laughs> so. Uh, this is comes via uh, our friend Matthew Panzerino, uh, now writing for TechCrunch. Um, Apple has a new knowledge base article, um, and um, let me just can I just read some snippets of this to you guys? Oh yes, please. The new iWork applications, Pages, Numbers, and Keynote were released for Mac on October twenty second. And then they explain these apps were rewritten from the ground up to be fully 64 bit and to support a unified file format between OS 10 and iOS seven, as well as iWork for iCloud beta. So that we knew, right? Like they did this. So it would be, there'd be feature parity and you can move from one device to, you know, to the other and it'd be seamless air quotes in rewind. In rewriting these applications, some features from iWork 09 were not available for the initial release. We plan to reintroduce some of these features in the next few releases and we'll continue to add brand new features on an ongoing basis. And it's then three bulleted lists and it's things like um, Apple Script Support, (laughs) Customizable Toolbar, um, lots of things and numbers that don't make any sense to me because I don't do spreadsheets very often. Um, improvements to the presenter display and keynote, like things that people have been complaining about. Apple says, oh, well, they weren't there, but we're adding them back in the next six months. And like, it feels super responsive to me. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, but it, like, it shouldn't have happened in, in the first place. So this goes back to what you're talking about last week, Federico. Like people are like, yeah. well, you know, 
Apple can do something that stinks and they build on it. And, um, you know, we've got, uh, I have uh, a tweet in the show notes from uh, Joe Rosensteel, who's like, I don't like the trend of releasing new inferior products, then promising the return of old features, iMovie, Fonica Pro 10, and, and now iWork. And I, I agree, it's it's worrisome. And, you know, there's there's this big, there's this great book um, and called The Mythical Man Month, and it talks about, especially in software projects, the last thing you do to speak, you know, to get a project back on schedule is add more, add more man hours, add more people working on the problem because it adds complexity. Uh, new engineers actually slow you down on a project at first because you have to get them up to speed. And I just can't help but think that maybe Apple's software division, you know, in these in these areas, is suffering from some of this, where they they have deadlines they can't meet, and so they drop things and they're like, well, we'll pick them up later. Like that's fine every once in a while, but it's definitely not sustainable across multiple software releases. Yeah, and especially because you're teaching people that every time you come out with a major update to 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 an app, whether it's Final Cut or Pages or uh, iMovie, even Apple Maps, yeah, you're you're telling people you you're setting a precedent that the first release won't be great. And you'll have to wait for the for fixes and for good stuff to maybe eventually come. And we've seen what 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 is happening with with Apple Maps. And now we're gonna have to wait probably six months with Pages and, and Numbers and Keynote and Final Cut. They did some uh, few updates over over the past year, but I don't think that it's um that it's a good policy to to have every time. This is a this is happening every time they they do a major uh, update to to an application so n- not to the to the to the operating system but to to the to their apps every time it, this stuff happens and like you said Stephen maybe they need better management maybe they need to to be more realistic with the deadlines and i think that they need to understand that there are people and customers who rely upon features in their apps so okay it's it's good to know that it was a major a major uh, rewrite but does my does my uh, my friend who runs a small business care about the major rewrite does it does he care that it's 64 bit or does he need to get work done that's my question and and i don't yep. think that this is uh, this is good because i mean being you know transparent about your uh, your product roadmap is better than nothing but uh, I, w- I wish that this wasn't the case at all. And I wish they would put podcast support in the new version of GarageBand. <laughs> yeah, they didn't mention that, did they? No, they did not. <laughs> there aren't enough podcasters. There I'm are so, clearly I'm more sorry, users, of, users of Apple Script. See, you know, John Gruber doesn't write about that on Daring Fireball. So. One thing to mention, though, is that uh, for Apple Script, they mention it for numbers and keynote, not for pages. So I don't know if that's a sign. That's but, weird. Yeah. You know, it's they would never do this with iOS 7 or OS 10, like or iOS, I should say. Like say iOS 7.5 or 8 or whatever is announced and like it comes out and it's like, "Oh, we removed, you know, uh you know, copy and paste because yeah, we're, we're going to improve it and it wasn't ready." Like 
they wouldn't regress on a major software. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, thanks for making it because it was just the the kind of point that I wanted to make. Can you imagine if iOS 8 comes out and, oh, uh, you cannot set dates in reminders anymore because it is a major rewrite. Okay, do I care? Yeah, wait six months. and And the things that they did remove from iOS 6 to iOS 7, there were things that people didn't even really care about on notice. So if you look at something like tweeting or posting to Facebook from the notification center, that was a feature that was gone. Um, but who really minds? Right. That's really different than like you can't customize the toolbar and pages. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a it's really a basic. Difference. It's a huge difference. I don't actually understand how that one broke because like most Mac apps, at least first party ones, you can do that. Uh, that uh, particular item troubles and me. And it's not just the the toolbar, I mean, uh, they they removed some stuff like uh, the possibility to assign keyboard shortcuts to styles. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, guys, when I, when I published my book with uh, iBooks author, you can set up all these crazy styles. So you can make some text bold and use a specific font weight or size. And and it's really, uh, I don't think I don't think that I could have done it without keyboard shortcuts because you can set up dozens of styles. And this feature is gone in Pages. That I mean, if if I if I relied on this feature because maybe I was a, I'm a I was a book writer or maybe I I wrote manuals or uh, ebooks for a living, I think that I would be livid for such an omission because it's it's asking people to to use the style. Uh, it's not a drawer anymore. I think it's an inspector, whatever. Uh, asking people to do it manually without the shortcuts, it's completely crazy maybe the problem here is that the people developing these applications don't really use them I don't so know. they maybe, miss maybe, a lot maybe. of those sort of things yeah maybe or like steven said they just they just made some they just created their own deadlines and and it was really badly managed because you can't you, you cannot meet them so yeah but they didn't have to release these then so it was, it was so late anyway it's only four years later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they wanted it to coincide with the iPad. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah, that's, the, that's the, the problem with trying to line all these different things up. And as Apple has fewer and fewer releases a year, like they try to cram more and more things into it. And like that, that trend is not going to get any better unless they, they really readdress, you know, these core issues of like... Yeah. They could have like just thrown a new skin on the iOS versions... Continue. Every iOS developer listens to the show just like cried out in pain when you said that. Well, they could have. Well, okay, they, they could just have redes- redes- just yeah, just they hit the iOS seven uh, button in Xcode. Mm, they could have redesigned them, but if they're saying it's because of the underlying file architecture, well, it was working before, so they could have kept it that way. Uh, uh, yeah, I think and that's kind of BS. Well, on Apple's part. Oh, I was going to say your BS. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I think that they wanted to to go against the holiday season with with the free lineup of software. I wouldn't yep. be surprised to see a commercial maybe a few weeks from now yeah. about the iWork and iLife and oh you get them all for free. Something let me like let that. me try. And now, I, I'm very bad at marketing taglines. So best tablet in the world has the best <laughs> productivity software in the world. Introducing the iPad. There you go. That's what I like. Called the, Brian it's not Cranston. called the iPad. You know, just just nitpicking on you, man. Oh yeah, it's introducing iPad. That always sounds so weird to me, though, when they and say they, something like they that. They dropped the V, so introducing yeah. iPad Air. It was cool that Brian Cranston did the iPad Air, mm-hmm. 
ad. I, I wonder if I wonder if Jesse will do the iWork commercial. Or the iPad <laughs> mini. <laughs> or the iPad mini. Can you imagine it? I, I don't want to say it. Can you imagine it? <laughs> we all know what it is. It's an iPad mini. Um, so so yeah. anyway. Yeah. It, so it, iWork, uh, I don't know, guys. Um, uh, I am lucky enough that I don't depend on these apps but I, I don't think they're asking people to upgrade because it's free and because it's supposedly great and just, you know, just four years late. Um, but then in the same document, you say, oh, by the way, if you want, you can use the old version, but because of file changes, you have to revert back to another file format. So that's really a mess. Yeah. And um, hopefully these six months will turn into a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, we ran into the file issue at work. We, you know, we use pages and numbers a good bit and you know some of us were on mavericks and then you know grabbed the new iwork and like it's like all of a sudden like we have people who can't open our files and like we end up having like upgrade everybody to mavericks and the new iwork like pretty quickly it's like that just doesn't like you can get away with that every once in a while but if you're going to break compatibility at least make sure like the app itself still does what the old one did um it seems that they really they really fumbled it i would personally just like to thank apple um for iWork because it's given us two weeks of good conversation. <laughs> like if they would have just come up with perfect updates, we wouldn't have spoke about it at all. Like iWork was updated and then just move on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, you know, Apple is, uh, is taking action and um, we, we should, we should thank Jason Snell. Because, <laughs> oh yes. Uh, Jason Snell uh, apparently you know, I made the joke about piping the prompt into Infinite Loop, and I'm sure they do that. But Jason Snell, uh, you know, he told him how it was. He was driving, driving around the the Apple campus with the roof down, and yeah, uh, my, listening to the my, prompt. In my mind, he's like power sliding his car around <laughs> Infinite Loop. <laughs> he's, he's doing donuts in, in yeah, the parking lot just, with just a like, megaphone, you know, like, like like feathering. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not a, on an accidental car podcast, but like. You know, like feathering the throttle and like letting the back end come out and just like billows of tire smoke. It's just like us like blasting out of his car, like talking about how terrible I work is. I think that's how it went down. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I think Jason's now is like the last guy in the world to do like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jason, Jason is so calm and, and, uh, and nice. I just cannot imagine yeah. this story happening ever. Not maybe but hey. Was- Take an Anything is possible. Yeah. yeah. Mike. Should we take a quick break? Yes. <laughs> that was the most beautiful segue of all time. <laughs> Mike, Wake up. Ma- Michael, let's take a segue so, into an advertising so read. I want to take a quick moment to thank our friends over at HostGator dot com for sponsoring this week's episode of the prompt hostgator is a premier web hosting provider if you're looking to start a website hostgator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans one click installs and tons of other fantastic features that make getting your site up and running super easy if you're a more advanced user or a business hostgator can take care of you with resetter plans too vps and dedicated servers hostgator guarantees 99.9 percent uptime no matter your size or needs when you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. That stuff's just nice. You just have to worry about things. You pay, and that's it. If you're a WordPress user, you're going to love their one-click installs and optimized hosting platform. You're not an animal. You just want to install in one click. 
They have a free site builder too, in case that's the type of stuff that you need. These tools are really easy to use, but if you find yourself needing any help, of course they have fantastic 24-7 support to ensure that everything is running smoothly. So head on over to HostGator.com to learn more. And when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code PROMPT11, P-R-O-M-P-T-1-1. It's going to get you 30% off at HostGator. Thanks so much for HostGator.com for sponsoring the prompt and supporting all of 5x5. So guys, uh, I want to I wanna, I wanna show you something. And Now don't be, don't be scared. It's, it, it's a photo. Is this how you go to prison? No. Okay. But <laughs> first, there is a, a bit of backstory. Okay. So you, rem- you remember last week we talked about uh, screenshots and status bars. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned how I find it extremely sloppy when a writer or a blogger leaves uh, so many icons and red battery indicators mm-hmm. in the status bar. And so... Uh, friend of the show, Sebastian Marcuson, uh, he sent us uh, a link to a photo uh, on The Verge, I guess in the review of a MacBook Pro. And, and, he, and he wrote, this is, uh, this is worse than the low battery screenshot. So I clicked the link and I, and I was given this photo of a MacBook on a, on a, on a wooden table with a glass of water and with a pen holder on the left. And, I, and, I, and so I was looking at this photo and, and I wasn't getting it because there was a MacBook. It was a nice setup. Uh, I thought that maybe Sebastian was referring to the glass of water because you shouldn't drink water while you're working. I don't know. I'm drinking espresso. So <laughs> I didn't see the connection right away. So I, I looked closer and then it hit me and I saw what the Verge did. So, do you guys see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So, they took... (laughs) Maybe this was on purpose. They took a photo of a MacBook. (laughs) I I can't say. Um, So, they took a photo uh, while while the the Mac is uh, uh, hiding all the windows to show the desktop. Yeah. They use an expose... or yeah. whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. With, with uh, Steam installers on the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> They're the biggest icons in the world. Yeah. With the, with the Steam installer and with the mounted disc on the uh. desktop. <laughs> and, and with all the shadows of, of the windows. <sighs> because I, I presume they wanted to, sh- to show the Mavericks wallpaper. Mm-hmm. So, But they, quitting they, apps they, is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Quitting apps is clearly hard for The Verge. Uh, they didn't want to minimize them because The Verge doesn't minimize ever. <laughs> so um, so they did this. And now I'm not judging. I mean, if you were here, you could tell them. Maybe I'm judging. But let's say for the sake of our polite argument that I'm not judging, why would you ever do this? Why? I can see this. This, this one image encapsulates everything that both of you hate about computers. This is, this is everything that is wrong about screenshots. They because should ban screenshots. You've got the bottom dock with loads of icons in and huge desktop icons, which Stephen yeah. hates. And I then have, you've have, got the more. expose thing, which is what uh, Federico hates. I have more. And it's, and it's not I'm even sure a screenshot. It's a photo that they took with a professional camera. Mm. And they even took they took the time to put the and glass of water there. And why are they using pens anyway? Hey, 
Don't hey. start on pens. Oh, so, oh yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, why are they drinking water? There you go. I, I think that it's vodka. It's tequila. Maybe it's not wa- water, you know? So, it's not but hey, um, Yeah, that's not good, but you know, that's worse stuff in the world, so... Uh, I just got a little a little worked up over there. They have airport off. They have a set up time machine. They have <laughs> app updates. They have a disk image in their downloads folder, and they haven't emptied the trash. It's like we should launch a new website called the Screenshot Patrol, and like we go to to various blogs, <laughs> and we find all the screenshots with the status bars and and the expose and the windows. And I don't know, maybe we do something. About, I'm setting about I'm setting them. up a Tumblr right now. Okay. It's not good. I mean, there's no. It takes two seconds, and it takes one second. Now that Doctor Drang has fixed your problem with Python, Papa, yeah. Papa Drang, Papa Drang. Father Drang. Can I say in Italian? Yes, Padre Drang. Oh, see, si. yeah. <laughs> Why every time I ask you to 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 say something in Italian, you say either "see" si or "ciao." <laughs> That's all he knows. They're easy. <laughs> do, do you think that we Italians go around just randomly, uh, randomly saying "si, ciao, ciao, si"? I'm si, pretty ciao. sure that a lot of times in your day you say yes <laughs> and hello. <laughs> okay. So you know, <laughs> yes, hello. Uh, explain this because I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. I know so, he's done um, something. Yeah. So the doctor want a uh, universal solution to to edit the status bars. Uh, of iOS screenshots without having to use an app because I recommended Status Magic, but uh, as he wrote in his post, he wanna he wanna a way that didn't use an app. So of course he used Python, and uh, he came up with a solution that uses uh, various modules like the the image module and uh, and uh, and it's really uh, I should I should have thought of this, but you know that's what doc- Dr. Drang is for. Fixing other people's imperfections. So, um, <laughs> so, so, uh, and it's really uh, uh, twenty-four lines of Python. So it's uh, really elegant, and and uh, and I adapted it to Pythonista on iOS, and it's really it's fast, and uh, it it gets the job done. It, it, the, so while the the Verge photo was everything that is wrong about screenshots and, and product shots. This 24-line script is, like, everything that is awesome about Drang. Now, it's 24 lines, it's Python, it does one thing well, it can be improved, as the doctor said, you gotta replicate the status bar using a PNG file that you gotta provide on your own, so it requires a bit of initial uh, fiddling with the images, but once once you have that, you know, set up, uh, I've been using I've been using it for the past three days, and readers at MacStories haven't noticed. So I think that it's working, and uh, so it's awesome. Yeah. In true prompt style, what will happen now is Casey Liss will rework this. <laughs> yeah. Then then there'll be four episodes where we talk about it, and then Python will get shut down. Oh God, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that's we'll get to that later, but that's that's how I think these things work. But yeah, so you get something awful, you get something awesome, and and the balance of the world is restored. Apparently Federico has a new favorite GIF. (laughs) Yeah. What is this? I haven't looked at this yet. So uh, I was just casually checking Twitter, 
And um, oh I, yeah, I this so- is great. I sent this to Matt when Need launched. I was like, "This is you." <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, I saw this uh, retweet in my timeline, and I click a link, and so the gift star. Uh, so it's so the the title was uh, I uh, this is a real Gary Stock video. So I click the link and it starts showing like people in, in suits shaking hands and hugging it out. And then the camera pans out and it shows this creepy guy smiling at the camera and like nodding in, in a subtle agreement and with a Gary Stock logo. And that's it. So the, the, the camera pans out, it comes in focus and shows this guy creepily smiling and, and that's it. And, it, and it, uh, supposedly, um, uh, meanwhile, the guys in the background are like cheering and clapping. Uh, this is a, a gift for business. Mm-hmm. So every time you want to refer b- uh, to business with motion that doesn't involve your body, you can use the motion of this gift. <laughs> does, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, that was just so beautifully poetic. <laughs> Uh, thank you. <laughs> Every time you don't want to re- <laughs> refer to business with the motion of your body. <laughs> oh, Stephen. Yeah. You got one. I do. What do you think? We should say what you mean. No. Nope. And I'm going to send you guys the Tumblr I made when Federico was talking. Did you oh. really make it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Screenshotpatrol.tumblr.com. Yes, I did. So, yeah. You get an icon, though. Yeah, we'll come up with one. Um, yeah, so I ordered an iPad Air, and it is here with me now. And I thought I'd share some thoughts and then answer any questions you guys had. Mm-hmm. So I bought the 32 gig uh, Verizon uh, black slash space gray. Um, the weight is really surprising. So we have an iPad 2 and a three at work and then i have a, my wife has a four and i have the air and so like i've been playing with all these things and like it really feels like if your eyes are closed it feels like you're holding the mini uh weight wise it's hmm. not a one-handed device um you know we spoke a lot about how federico lounges in bed with his ipad mm. and um with uh jim Dalrymple nestled against his 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 chest and how he wants to use a one-handed device and um it's not quite there, and it's not really because about about the weight, but about the like the size and it's like, like it's the awkwardness. Of yeah, holding. it's like you're holding something in the corner that's really big, and like it wants to like topple out of your hand just because like the 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 point in which you're holding it is so close to the end. If that makes yeah, sense. it's that makes more any sense. It's more about the distribution of weight than the overall weight. Of the Bingo. Device. Man, for someone whose English is your second language, that was really that was pretty good, right? What I was trying to get to. Um, so it's not a one-hand device. It is, you know, a lot smaller. I mean, the the, the bezels and everything—it's all constructed like the iPad Mini with the rounded edges and the the chamfer and the uh, narrow side bezels. But um, it's uh, it's great. You know, I've really I've really enjoyed it. The speed really is incredible. I mean, the the you know. I'm still on the iPhone 5. This is my first A7 device. And you can definitely tell a difference. Um, especially with like heavy-handed games, um, which I've got a few on there now. It's It, it just shoots right through them. It's great. So this is a serious question. It sounds like I'm being silly, but does the iPad Air crash 
as much as the iPhone 5, which, by the way, I'm still having multiple daily crashes. My phone, the the springboard rebooted yesterday because I opened messages. So, um, it does not do the thing that the, uh, I think you were going for, the iPhone 5S seems to just restart sometimes for yep. no reason. I've not seen that, but iOS 7 definitely suffers on the iPad sort of in different ways than on the iPhone, where it, um, you know, you'll go into multitasking and like come out and the menu bar will be on the side of the display for no, for no reason. Um, anything to do with rotation uh, is just really pretty janky still. Um, I have not seen this sort of springboard crashing, right. but I also, you know, it's, I don't use a lot of apps on my, like I'll pick it up and I'll read for a while, then I'll set it back down or pick it up and like write something and set it down. So I'm not, it's, my use case is different than on my phone where I'm bouncing back and forth between a lot of stuff quickly. Um, so I think their issues are there, but maybe I just haven't run into them as much as you do on the phone. Yeah, it's a shame. And you mentioned that you had cellular. Do you use the 4G? Like, do you use it a lot? I mean, so, I mean, I've had it a week, but it's been a very busy week for us. A lot of stuff going on family-wise, and so I've been sure. not at home at all. And so, yes, I mean, the week I've had it, I've used it pretty heavily. And, you know, with Verizon and with AT&T here in the States, any shared plan, like, it's like 10 bucks a month, and it just pulls from my 6 gigs or whatever I have on my plan with my phone and my wife's phone. So it's, it's no big deal to get it set up, and it's you know it's the same LTE. I, my phone is on Verizon as well, obviously, and it, you know that works great. You type in on the screen? Yes, in landscape, not in portrait. Federico, I, I, there's something I meant to mention to you because I haven't seen anybody notice the well mention this because I know a lot of people have been talking about being able to type in portrait with thumbs. Mm-hmm. Thumb typing. Yeah, yeah, thumb typing. And that you can't, you know, that the iPad Air doesn't really allow for that. What about that split keyboard, though? Do you ever yeah, use that? Uh, no. Uh, and I don't because um, I I guess it's two reasons. Uh, I don't like the look of it. I never used it. And and the second is a consequence. I, I never got used to it. I, I don't um, like how it... Oh. I don't like how it floats over yeah. over content. I, yeah. I wish you could press a button and it just split the keyboard but kept it in place. My problem with, was it with it was that in doing a cool animation, they kind of made it weird because then the keyboard's in the middle of the iPad. I always yeah. found that weird. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I I think it would have been better if they could have just you just pressed a button and it just like parted like the Red Sea or something, and yeah. then you could just use the the, the split yeah. keyboard. What about? You, Stephen, do you ever use that? No, for the same reasons you guys do. I, I think it's weird, and you know, I can thumb type on my phone pretty well. I, I, I still, time to time, have some pain in my in my hand, and so it's you know, typing with all my fingers is better, more comfortable for me than thumb typing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one reason I talked about. I went with the big one again. Was it thumb typing on a mini got old pretty quickly? So, but you know, I have no doubt the mini Retina will be great, and you know, it's will have a higher PPI than this thing, which is really interesting. But um, all, all in all, like if you like the full size iPad, the things that you like about it are only better. Um, and you know, if, if if you switch to the Mini and you love the Mini that you can stick it in a coat pocket, and like that's the thing I keep hearing from people. It's like, well, I can put it in my jacket pocket or coat pocket, and you know, I don't, I can keep it on my person. Like 
you can't do that with an iPad Air, obviously, uh, unless you have some like crazy, I don't know, crazy person coat. But it's in my bag, like it's not a big deal. Or I can carry it under my arm, and and it's that's not a big issue for me. I don't know. I I, I tried the iPad Air uh, last weekend, and it was just like uh, I imagined it. Um, so uh, Sylvia was afraid uh, uh, because I told her uh, I want to go to the Apple store because I want to try the the new iPad, and she was like, "Oh, you're gonna buy." It. You're going to buy it, aren't you? And, and I'm like, no, I just want to try I promise. Uh, I don't want to buy anything. So I, I went to the Apple store and, um, and I started, you know, typing in, in, in Safari and just, you know, using it for like five or ten minutes maybe. And then I put it down and I said, nope, not buying it. And she was like, why? I thought that we, we came here to buy it. And I said, no, I told you, I just wanted to try the iPad. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know. It's not really for me. I guess that I got used to to the mini, and um, I found thumb typing to be uh, really uncomfortable for me. But the, the the final test for me was to to hold it with my my thumb and my and my finger in the bottom left corner, which is what I always do with the mini. I can just hold it with two fingers and pinch it to 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 you know to to read something maybe while i'm cooking i'm checking out a recipe or maybe i'm just reading tweetbot while i'm while i'm waiting for pasta to to cook not to overcook because like, you have to you know do stuff like that because you're cooking it casually yeah, yeah. you're cooking it casually uh-huh. so you're casually you're you're like with the right hand you're you're checking on the pasta and with the left hand you're retweeting casey yes <laughs> that's the whole point that's how that so works. uh I, I, but I keep it, I hold the iPad with my two fingers and I did that with the iPad Air and w- after three minutes I felt like a lot of stress on my wrist. And you, so, you only broke 10 iPad Airs that day. No, so. no, 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 no. There was a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, uh, of blue shirts. So, uh, because it was also a national holiday, so the store was really packed. And, um, but yeah, I'm waiting for the mini. I can't, I cannot wait, seriously. Uh, because the iOS 7 on the on the A5 of the first gen mini is really terrible and hopefully it will be better magically on the A7 fancy quad core magic that Apple has done yeah it's and, it's uh, definitely quick yeah when, when do you guys uh, when do you guys think it'll, it'll come out uh, i think like november 25th 26th something like that like, like right the- before right before th- it's it's got to be in stores for black friday so when is Black Friday? Um, it's the last Friday of November, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't know when Thanksgiving is. Isn't Thanksgiving always the last Saturday in November? No, it's the fourth Thursday of November, right? Well, no, we're in November. That's oh, true. Yeah. Thanksgiving is... Uh, yeah, Thursday. 28th. Yeah. yeah. God, we, so by, we know so much about America between us. It's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, Thanksgiving is Thursday, November twenty-eighth. So it's gotta be in stores by the twenty-ninth. So I would I would say whatever that you know, the Friday the before. Hmm. Or the yeah. you know, maybe 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 that Monday, but I think that's probably kind of close. Oh my god, I'm gonna be so broke. Because on the twenty second, I got if it's true, I'm gonna buy an iPad. I'm gonna buy the new Zelda for the 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna buy maybe a Wii U and Super Mario 3D World. I'm coming and to that, Federico's and house. then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep under a bridge. But hey, I'm gonna <laughs> have all the fancy gadgets with me. You'll be able to play them for one day until the power runs out, <laughs> or until oh, you're mugged under the bridge. 
Um, so yeah. y- you remember I, uh, I I said about the fact that I had to send my iPad Mini away because I got one of those reseller things. Yeah, it's got lost in the post. Oh no! So I'm currently at the point where I don't have an iPad and I don't have the money for my iPad. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really know what I'm what I'm gonna do. Uh, Are they so, gonna make it right? Well, you have to wait at least 15 working days. Man, bro- socialism. Yeah. So that's three weeks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, that's you true. Know, I, so, uh, you know, it's going to be a long time. I don't think I'm going to see the money before the, the next iPad comes out. So I, I'll probably be out of pocket. But I do I do really want one. So How many um, kidneys do you have? Uh, only one left. So Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bought a Nexus. So, you know, I had to sell one. We can't. We're uh, contractually <laughs> you obligated. You sold one for Android? Are you crazy? <laughs> no, guys. We're contractually obligated not to talk about Android. Uh, oh, that's not, tr- that's not true. Um, yeah, Federico, I put your story in about the iPad mini for content creation that was up a couple days ago. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, it was, it was interesting to me is like, um, you know, the, the creation versus consumption that's like as old as time. Now people have been talking about that mm-hmm. with not only the iPad, but tablets in general. And, um, you know, I think you bringing that conversation to the iPad Air versus the iPad Mini was a, an interesting take yeah. on it. But, you know, it, it really is true. Like what you say, the new iPad should be treated like the new MacBooks. Choose the size you prefer and expect creation and consumption capabilities from both. And I think Apple's really pushing that, giving the iPad Mini the same internals as the iPad Air, um, making them look the same. Like it's they're they are moving away from the iPhone model to the MacBook model, and I think that's I think it's great. You know, it's great to have options, and you don't you're not penalized because you want a mini by a slower processor. Yeah, and um, what I what I wanted to to address, and and I'm glad that you that you enjoyed it, Stephen, was the fact that. The, there is maybe an assumption among some people that because of the of the smaller screen you can you, you have to get less things done and um and the point that I was trying to make it is that it, it's just a size uh, it's a screen and and maybe for some people the larger screen is better maybe for some people like me the larger screen is worse and so we shouldn't be we shouldn't be uh you know Maybe when when our parents will uh, or our friends or relatives will ask us uh, at Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving, uh, which iPad should I get? We shouldn't answer, "Hey, if you just want to watch some movies, get the Mini. If you want to write, get the iPad Air," because that's uh, that's a bit silly as a yeah. as a as a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, to- totally agree. Mike, this episode of the prompt. We're going to do that now every time, Mike. Is that how we? Is that how let's, we lead? Let's into talk sponsor? about our awesome friends in New York City. New York City. Can I, can I say Mike in Italian before you go? Please, Michele. Oh, look at that! Can I say Mike in American? Please, Mike. Nice. That was that was exotic. I feel like I've gone around the world now. This episode of The Prompt is also brought to you by the fine folks over at squarespace.com. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, online portfolio, site for your business. You want to make a website online, they've got the tools that you need. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO11. I've been using Squarespace myself for many years. I can't think of anywhere else that I would like 
to put a site online. So I've had my own blog there. MikeHurley.net is there. Um, my friend and colleague, Mr. Brad Dowdy, who's my co-host on The Pen Addict, he has his website there, thepenaddict.com. But he's also setting up, he just had a very successful Kickstarter campaign selling uh, pen and pencil cases. He, he raised a good amount of money. And um, so the company's called Knockco, and he has the Knockco blog there, which is at knockco.com. But he also is going to be using Squarespace Commerce to sell all of his wares afterwards because he's they're setting up a real business. It's not just a Kickstarter thing. So what I'm trying to say is that that's a bunch of different websites all built on Squarespace's amazing platform. Then um, their platform includes fantastic things like these beautiful award-winning designs that allow you to tweak and craft your own website all live in the browser. So you want to choose a you, as your Let's say you want to change. Let's say you've been with Squarespace for six months and you want to change a template. You want to just you know redecorate. You can select new templates and see them update live, and you don't have to save any changes until you're ready. So you can see how your content's going to look, and you can just chop and change them at any time, and you can make loads of tweaks. They have a twenty-four-seven amazing customer support team. They have over seventy dedicated employees in the square in the Squarespace offices in New York City, like Stephen mentioned. Um, Squarespace starts at just eight dollars a month. They have fantastic statistics, and they're doing um, a lot to improve their statistics as well to make sure that their analytics are really great for you, um, even better than they already are. That you can connect your social media accounts like Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, and many more, and you can throw stuff out to those services and have them display some content on your page as well. It's really, really easy to add all of that. I love Squarespace. I think that you will too. Go sign up for a free trial. You don't need any credit card to do this, and you can start building your own website on Squarespace. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code TALLYHO11, that's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O-1-1. It's going to get you 10% off your first purchase, and it will also help show your support for the prompt and all of 5x5. Thanks so much to Squarespace. They give you everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Hi, guys. Charlie Kelly. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Oh, we have some sad news now. Oh. Yes. So... After the so the the journey of of uh, Mike in uh, Photoland has not yet ended because this, one of the services that um, we chose together I think we made this choice together Federico <laughs> me and you um, is that is Everpix and now Everpix is dead like just dead it's, it's gone away this this it's, is like it's this your is fault, like Mike. Sa- mm. this is like sailing out to the sea hoping to find the promised land. And ending up in Viterbo. I wouldn't mind uh, everything. Viterbo. Uh, you, no, you, you know, it's uh, I. I make it out to be a fancy town when it really isn't. And um, I'm I'm seriously sad because I, I like I was recommending Everpix to Me to too. all my friends. I've been showing to, it off. Yeah. Same because th- I mean the flashback feature was so yep. w- was it really sold the product. I have um, a, I have a solution for that particular thing. Well, yeah, I don't have a solution. I have a challenge. Okay. Yeah, I'm not okay. Well, so let's talk about Everpix quickly. So this is on my mind now. All right, say your challenge. And I'm really sleepy, and I'll forget it later. So I have a challenge to the prompt listeners and the greater internet at large. I agree with you guys. Everpix feature of being able to email you photos that were taken on that day, but in the past, was excellent. I don't see why that couldn't be done with some scripting. Well, there are apps yeah. and services like Timehop 
that do yeah, it. Yeah, but that's gross. They just sent me spam okay. today. Um, the it, it, you know a lot of us are using Dropbox or the Finder to store your images, and if you do that, <clears throat> there's got to be there's got to be a way. And I'm not I'm not of the Drang family line like you, like you, Michael. <laughs> the like, lineage. To, to point something at those folders and say, hey, today is November 7th. Look for images taken on November 7th that don't equal this year and email them or present them somehow. Like, that's got to be possible. Yeah, that's, so, that's the strategy to, to look at the folders, to look at the EXIF data and to exclude the current year and maybe to use some Apple script on the mail app to, to attach the photo, to attach the location and to send the message. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would I, w- I would say we have some sort of bounty. We can come up with what the bounty could be. Mm-hmm. If someone can 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 make this and and not just a you know make it where humans can use it, not just robots. Make it where Mike can use it. Where Mike can install it and run it, and it not be he not need to be afraid from scripting. Like bundle it up somehow. I think that will we got I think that we gotta offer some rewards. You can have like, a five membership. Which I promise that if if a listener comes up with a solution, I'm gonna read some verses of the Divine Comedy of Dante in Italian. Mm. I will uh, provide voiceover work for the advertisement um, <laughs> and maybe some puns for for your ad. <laughs> I'm very good at puns, so you can get those. If you Stephen want. will Stephen will fix your Mac desktop. <laughs> <laughs> for you and five friends you can have uh Stephen's yes. would you like to run control? os 10 like a grown-up for only three easy payments of 1999 <laughs> pay um, now um and then they yeah so we got that everpix has gone away um they did this really weird thing when they kind of probably like wrote to the verge like hey guys we're dying would you like to come and write about it very strange i'm glad you said that was weird that felt weird reading it it is weird it's like we know we're going away. Why don't you come? And I don't really know what the benefit to anybody of that was. I think the benefit is to other startups. Um, well, yeah, then probably TechCrunch should have done it. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, or Casey Newton, who we don't know, but seems like a nice person. Maybe they were friends. Yeah, you know, maybe they had a, maybe they had a hot tub experience together. Yeah, it just seems very strange to do that. But basically, they needed like I've seen loads of stuff. They needed three times the amount of customers that they had. Um, they were burning millions. It was ma- mainly the cost of storage and infrastructure and the people right. that they needed. They, they had four hundred million photos. It's just like it's just so sad. I mean, you're going to get a refund, and do you know how they're financing the refunds, gentlemen? They sold their technology. They sold their technology to an unknown buyer. I really hope it's Apple. Me too. Me it, too. I hope it's not Google. Well, I hope <laughs> it's I hope it's anyone if they can provide me with their <laughs> service again. I don't really care. Maybe it's Yahoo. Maybe it was Dr. Drang. I was about to say the same thing. Maybe Are you Drang reading my mind? Them. You're creepy. I mean, you know, he has got that like really successful. <laughs> what are you doing? Like breakage business. You know, <laughs> I was about to say Dr. Drang bought the, the, the. I don't know. Uh, I really hope it's Apple. I think that it's either Google or Yahoo. Yeah, I could see Yahoo doing it and kind of integrating it with the Flickr stuff, especially like the auto uploading and the the so like the notification stuff because like yep. the Flickr upload experience is still really bad. I would be so I would be super happy to install a little Flickr thing on my computer and it just upload all my pictures to Flickr and then I 
just get yeah. emailed every day. Like the reason I think it's not Yahoo. Uh, I think it'd be really interesting if it is, but Flickr by default is all public, and Everpix is was not that; it was private. And make it public, then I don't, I don't care. Uh, I think I think I, I, I liked Everpix <laughs> because it was private. And yeah, uh, I, you like know, you I, I have a Flickr account and I share stuff there, but I share the best of my photos and I have a lot of photos I don't want to share, you know, like I'm very selective, especially with my kids of what I share. I just don't want all that getting sucked up and being public on, on Flickr. So maybe if they re-engineered it where it was private by default or something. I think the show notes from a couple of weeks ago proved that I don't mind about my photos being on the internet. Or tattooed on my leg. Yeah. So, um, so what if it's Dropbox? I hope it's Dropbox. <laughs> it makes it makes a lot of sense. Dropbox, you know, they have the fo- automatic photo uploader that when you plug in your device to your computer, you can open the Dropbox app, even though it's a little janky on iOS 7. Uh, it, can, it can pull all your apps into the camera uploads folder, and then we've talked on and on and on about how you can take it from there and do things with Hazel and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, I, I would say Dropbox is probably a better candidate than Flickr, but... Well, what if it's Michael Dell? Or what if it's BlackBerry? Yeah, the new CEO <laughs> coming in. So what if it's Alicia Keys the pro- <laughs> coming out of BlackBerry and buying Everpix? The problem that I have now is that when I upload my photos to Dropbox, they kind of feel lost to me. Like, yeah. they're there and th- that's where they are. And whatever Pix gave me was a way to scan my images really easily and, like, pick some out and stuff if I wanted to look at some. And I feel like now, when they're in Dropbox, they're just in all these folders, and it's difficult for me to view them in like thumbnails and stuff. Right. So there's so that's a shame. I find that a shame. There's a um. I think there's something to that. You know, the, the Dropbox um, website. Like I only go to it like when I need to share a folder or something, and the desktop client's goofing up. Um, there are some ways to do it uh, locally on the Mac. There's an app called Unbound. Um, which you can point to a, a stack of folders and it will basically it does i sort of iPhoto like stuff to them, uh, mm. which is kind of nice. But um, you know, I think I think it's really easy to look at Everpix and and you know kind of point the finger of like you know you guys didn't charge enough or you know they're you know you could use it for free and and that's you know obviously not a good idea. And like, the reality is like Everpix was trying to solve a really hard problem. Uh, photo management is a hard problem and it's compounded by the fact that like big data costs big money. Like they, I think the Verge article said their next S3 bill is going to be $35,000. Like that's a lot of money and it, it's just really hard to solve these problems. And it takes a company as big as Apple or Google or Yahoo or Dropbox to solve it. And there's not a lot of room for startups in this space because like, yes, like, you know, Flickr is like public and, you know, but you can use it for free. And so if someone's looking for a cloud solution, they might do that just because it's free. And, you know, maybe they don't trust a startup because they don't know who they are. Or maybe they don't want to pay, you know, whatever it was a month for Everpix. And it's just a really hard, they were in a hard spot. And like, I give them credit. They built a great service and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate to see it go. I think that we, maybe we should try to imagine why just the back end was was sold and and I mean because Everpix did many things right it pulled photos from various sources it uploaded the photos to to Amazon S3 it duplicated the photos to show you a lower res version and then store the the full 
rest version on Amazon. And then it also had the, the flashbacks and the highlights. Uh, the highlights was basically a way to 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 recognize people, smiling, food, landscapes, animals. So I I think that maybe that part was sold. You know the 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 content analysis and and uh, image recognition tool. Yep. And uh, because I don't think that the 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 photo duplication on S3, uh, even the flashback. I mean, if you can, if you're good enough, I guess that maybe it's just a, a simple. Regex, if you can do it, if you can match photos as uh, timestamps and strings, and you can pull up the, the the ones that match a specific date. And it also did uh, the location as well. It was like and the from and the location. So where you are and stuff. I'm 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 afraid to think that maybe the company that is most interested in this would be Google. If to to recognize food, to recognize animals, to recognize people's people smiling. Yeah, it just makes sense. The way buying the technology though doesn't seem like a Google move. They're more; in, they tend to be more interested. Yeah, in the well, they, they bought they bought Android, not to rain on your parade, my, but you know, well, they typically didn't make it. Typically, no, no. What I mean is they buy the companies. That's what I mean. Hmm. Like they buy companies hmm. and take the people and the technology, hmm. not just the technology. Yeah. That that tends yeah. to be how Google do things. You do have a point. So sir. it could have been, but it, they they really like engineers. I think. Yeah, no, no, no. You have, you have a point. And it maybe potentially seems more Apple-like to buy the technology. I, I think that what is really sad is that Apple spends $35,000 in hamburgers for Cafe Max, and these guys didn't have $35,000 to change out photos that are organized on computers. Yeah. Do you know, I hope it isn't Apple that's bought this, because yeah. I, I don't know if... Just history would say that maybe they wouldn't be the ones to do it. I hope that it is Yahoo or Dropbox. Maybe even Yahoo more than Dropbox because I feel like they've got the people that understand how to do photo stuff. Um, and, and a terabyte, I could put, you know, you can get a terabyte of images up there. I, I do really hope that it is Yahoo and they integrate this into Flickr because what Yahoo really needs is Flickr to be relevant. And this I, makes it I, relevant. I guess that we'll see a bunch of apps with Dropbox in integration coming out in the next few months with features like the flashbacks. I hope so. That yeah. w- that would be really nice. I like that a lot. So we'll see. Yeah, b- because at this point we don't have a real alternative. So it turns out Everpix is dead, but us discussing them, we're clearly nowhere near the end yet. So yeah. So gentlemen, I think that's about wrapped up this week's episode of the prompt. Unless you have anything else that you would like to add. No. Um, uh, I love you guys. I love you all. Excellent. And that's, that's my message. I'm pleased that we had that message. And if you'd like to to find where the ever-loving Federico Vitici uh, hangs out on the internet, you can find him on Twitter. He's at Vitici, which is V-I-T-I-C-C-I. And he writes amazing things over at maxstories.net. And Mr. Stephen Hackett, he is at ISMH on Twitter. And he is at 512pixels.net. And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Don't forget we have underscore the prompt, at underscore the prompt on Twitter. That's a great place to get in touch with us. It's a great place to send feedback. Um, And if you enjoy the show, please feel free to review us on iTunes if that is your chosen destination for such podcasting activities. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Prompt. And until next week, bye-bye. Ciao. Adios.